Um, it is a little so. We're going to try to do some another tshuva-related topic uh, when for the Tamil Alachas here today. Came across the following shaila that I thought was very fascinating. It comes up every once in a while. Sometimes when people are young, when they're children, they have what's called youthful indiscretions. They do things that are forbidden and uh, sometimes damaging to other people when they're children, and then they want to do tshuva for it when they get older. So you have a person who has a child shoplifted. He went into a store and he stole some things, took a pack of baseball cards or something, and he used to do it on a consistent basis. I, I, I know someone who this actually happened to, who actually uh, used to go to Central Avenue with his friends every Friday as a 11-year-old, a 12-year-old, and he'd go into a store and he'd pocket a pack of baseball cards or something. It was mamish steal all the time. And then uh, he got older and became over bar mitzvah and he started doing, started doing some introspection and some tshuva and he wanted to do tshuva for that and he wanted to know what to do but he has no idea what he stole, how much he stole. So he went to the storekeeper and he said to him, um, listen, I shoplifted over the course of several months or several years, whatever it was and uh, I don't know exactly how much I owe you. So he was hoping that the guy would say, don't worry, I'm mochel you and therefore uh, your tshuva is now complete because I'm mochel all the money. The storekeeper said, you know what? Shoplifting is really terrible. It's cost me a lot of money over the years. I've noticed that there are discrepancies in terms of uh, what I what I buy and what, what I sell and it's a real problem and I'm not mochel you. What I want you to do is go ask a rabbi, figure out what, what you're supposed to do and whether you're supposed to return return the money to me or, or not. So the Shulchan Aruch writes in Simshin Mem Tassif Gimel in Chosha Mishpat that a katan shaganaf, if a child steals something, we're machzirin akerem lebailim imhu be'en that the, the karen, the original item that he stole, if he still has it, that you certainly have to give back. Meaning, if he stole a pack of baseball cards and he's got a pack of baseball cards that he stole, of course that he would have to give back. But, if it's no longer here, it's not around anymore, he has since sold it or traded it or done, done something, it's not there anymore, then he's potter even Then even after he becomes a bar mitzvah, he's not going to have to return it. The Pischi Tshuva on the spot in Sifkat and Beis writes in the name of the Shvos Yaakov that when the Mechaber says that you, that you don't have to pay it back, if it's no longer there, that's only if you, the Kata never got Hana'ah from it. But if he got Hana'ah from the money, then he has to pay. And the raya that he would have to pay if he got a is from another comment that the Shulchan Aruch has. The Mechaber writes in Simon Reish Laman Hay, Siv Tezvav, that a katan that borrows money in order to buy food has to pay back. And from there we see that whenever a katan gets hana'ah from something, there are chiyuvim that he incurs. There are, there are monetary chiyuvim that he has. So says the Pizchei Tshuva, it would therefore turn out that if he stole something and he got hana'ah from it, even if it's not here anymore, he would have to pay back. And uh, the, the Pesach Yitzhuva adds, the Shavos Yaakov adds, that even if he did damage when he was a katan, he would have to do tshuva. And Ben Adam Lechavero, the way to do tshuva when you do something to somebody else is to be mefayes the person, to appease the person, to get mechila from the person, to see that the person is okay with it. And the way to do that very often is by paying the person. If you damaged him as a katan, you were a kid and you were playing baseball in your backyard, and you hit a ball and it broke the guy's window and you ran the other way and pretended you never saw what happened or whatever and now you're, they, they cost the guy a lot of money how do you get mechil?
mechila by paying for it. That's how you get mechila. So it would turn out that uh, that that he he should have to. Be, we're not going to force him to pay for it, so he doesn't have to pay for the whole thing. But at least uh, some some in order to be mefais, in order to uh, to to to. To uh, to get the person's mechila, he should pay something. So it turned out that if the child stole something and he got hanaf from the object when he was a child, he should have to pay for it even as an adult. And if he didn't get hanaf from it, he's putter, but he still needs to appease the guy, so he doesn't have to pay the exact amount, but he still needs to appease the guy and give him whatever would uh, would be mefayes that person. Now that is the approach of the piskei chuba. However, not everybody is convinced that uh, this raya that the Shavuz Yaakov has, that the katan has to pay, is a good raya. What's the raya? The raya was from the Mechaber and Simon Reish Lamedei saying that if a katan borrows money, that he's going to have to pay it back even as a gadol. Maybe there's a difference between borrowing and geneva. There's a difference between borrowing and stealing. The sma on the side of the Shulchan and Sivkat Mem Gimel over there writes that we're talking about where he borrowed before he reached Onas HaPu'utos, before he reached the age where he's able to engage in business transactions and his his sales and, and purchases are therefore not binding but if he borrowed for the sake of buying food he has to uh, the chacham or mesakein that we treat him as if he's a child who's able to engage in business transactions and therefore he would have to pay but that has nothing to do with someone who stole where it's a chiv of geneva only for someone who's already a bar mitzvah a child maybe has no chiv of Geneva. The Erech Shai also shows that uh, that the Mechaber would not require someone to pay in the case of stealing. So clearly it would therefore turn out that if you don't hold like the Pesachit Shuvah, now if the item is still Ba'en, you still actually have the item, so then you certainly have to return the item. But if you don't have the item, then the Katan maybe would not have any requirements whatsoever. He wouldn't have to return the item. He would be completely Pater. What if he traded it? What if he had the item and then he traded it for another Object. So it's not like it's just you know uh, totally lost and you don't remember. You have no you have no remnant of it and you can't identify. It's just a matter of uh, there was a certain value to it, but you don't have it anymore. What if you did you traded it for something very specific? The guy stole a pack of baseball cards and he traded it for a uh, a baseball signed by whatever, and he has that baseball on his shelf. So it's not the item that he stole, but it's the item that he traded for the item that he stole. Does he have a chiv in that case? Shulchanak writes, if a woman stole something, that she's not chayiv b'tashlum, she doesn't have to pay back until she gets divorced. But if she still has the geneva, the stolen item, or anything that she traded the stolen item for, she has to pay. And the Orach HaShulchan says the same is true by an Evet. So says the Pischei Choshen of Bloy in Pischei Choshen, Geneva Aved, Parag Dalid, in Sivkat Nun Dalid, that if that's true by a woman who steals something or by an Evan who steals something, why does a woman not have to pay when she steals something? Why does an Evan not have to pay when he steals something? Because he doesn't have any money. But if he still has the item, he certainly has to give that item back because the item still belongs to the person that he stole it from. But the Shulchan Aruch says, not just if he has the item, even if he switched that item for something else, he would have to give that which he switched it for back. So the Rav Blay says, so probably the same is true by a katan. If it's true by a woman, it's true by a katan as well. Is there, and, and, uh, and, and the Rav Blay says, and that's what the Aruch HaShulchan writes as well. Now, if you look in the Aruch HaShulchan, the Aruch HaShulchan never says a word about a katan. The Aruch HaShulchan just says that if it's true about a woman, it's true about an evet also. 
but he never says a word about a katan. So the question is, is there any reason to maybe distinguish and say, yeah, if a woman steals, if an evid steals, and they traded the item, they'd have to give back the item that they traded for. But maybe a katan is different. Maybe a child is different. So maybe the chilek is as follows. I saw in the Sefer, Bade Moshe, Choshem and that maybe the, the distinction will run as follows. By a woman, the Mechaber Paskins, that if she switches it, she has to return that which she switched it for. Because when a woman steals something, re- she's, she's a bas das. She's able to be, uh, to, she, she knows how transactions are supposed to work. And she has a chiyuv to pay. Why does a woman not pay when she steals something? It's not because she has no chiyuv to pay. It's because she has no money. She, everything she owns belongs to her husband. So since she has no money, she can't pay. But she has the chiv. The chiv was there the whole time. So if someone else gives her something that her husband has no rights to. Let's say someone gives her a matana I'm giving you a gift on the condition that your husband has no rights to this. Well, then that's hers. And then that she would have to pay with. Right? So what does a husband have a right to of, in his wife's property? There are four things a husband has a right to. Maisiyadeha, whatever work she does. Mitsiyasa, whatever she finds. Peroseha, whatever uh, her fields produce. And Yerushasa, whatever she arshins. But if somehow she could have something else that she gets in some other way, the husband has no rights there, and that she would have to pay back. So one such example might be if she takes a stolen object and switches it for something. That might be something that the husband has no rights to. And therefore, she'll have to pay back. But why is it that a katan is not chayiv and tashlum, that a katan doesn't pay? Not because he doesn't have any money. Not because whatever a katan acquires belongs to his father. It's for a much more fundamental reason. The katan doesn't have to pay because he's not chayiv in anything. He's a child. So there's no chayiv to begin with. So maybe in that case where there's no chayiv to begin with, he, even if he's traded it for something, he wouldn't have to give back the, uh, the, traded, the traded item. So it, it, it seems that at the end of the day, if a... Um, it's also interesting. What if, what if the child won a prize in school? This I've been asked this Shaila a few times. Unfortunately, a kid won uh, won a contest. He won a prize or something, and he cheated in the contest. You know, uh, if you if you learn the most hours, you'll get uh, a bicycle or something. You know, for an elementary school kid. And he forged his parents' signature on uh, the sheet that says that he learned. And if he learned 27 hours every day, you know, uh, in after-school hours, and he won, and he won the uh, bicycle. But he didn't win anything. So that's also that's also Geneva. So if it's Be'en, he certainly has to return it. Um, where where it's not Be'en, it's not still there, and he traded it for something, so then maybe that would be the Machlokas. There's what to debate. Pesachichoshin thinks he would have to return it. But certainly, at the very least, when he gets older, he should go over to the to the people that he had wronged and at least be Mephayis then. He at least has to apologize and see what it would take to get them to forgive him. And if, certainly, if he doesn't know how much money it is, the storekeeper cannot uh, cannot cannot uh, demand any payment. But if he wants to get a mechila, he should he should give a reasonable amount. If that's what it will take to get the storekeeper to forgive him. So sometimes, even though a child is not a, is not is not five in mitzvos, even what a person does in their very early youth uh, can come back to haunt them later on in life. And a person has to try to make amends for all that he's done earlier on. It's part of as part of the uh, the general tshuva process.